I can't afford to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and welcome to another one of our world-famous Versus episodes. This week, here's what we got. The matchup is strong. Two albums from the 90s. Uh, bands that are classic bands. People love them. They're revered. And these are two of their best, I think. From 1991, we have U2 with Octung Baby. And from 1992, we have R.E.M. with Automatic for the People. Both albums have 12 songs. Both albums begin with A. Both (laughs) albums are from bands that feature four members. Both bands currently don't have their original drummer in the band. (laughs) I don't think U2's drummer is coming back. I think it's going to be an R.E.M. situation. And joining me, I can't do this alone. I can't decide on my own. That would be nonsense. It wouldn't even be fun. So on the other side of the microphone in New Jersey, please welcome Dave Festini. Good evening. Good day. Good morning. Whenever you've decided to listen, everyone. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Pat. And uh, we he's the, he's the scorekeeper. We call him Scoops. <laughs> do we? I don't know. <laughs> we, we do now. Mr. Dave yeah. Schneier. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good, Pat. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Hello, everybody listening. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for this matchup. Uh, yeah, this is right in Dave's wheels. This is in his wheelhouse. Really this is, is so in his wheelhouse. And I'm assuming if I ask you, Dave, which one of these albums you have to go to a desert island, because that's something we all do. Yep. Um, would it be hard to choose which one of these goes with you? Or do you have a clear a clear favorite? It it, it is. It's not as it at first I thought it would be difficult, but but then when I actually scored it myself, uh, right. no, not as difficult as I would have imagined. There all is right. a clear there's a clear winner for me. All right, all right, mm. settle down, back up. And if I'm if I could go on record, yeah. Oh God, you're um, always going on record on these. Always goes on record. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this one because in my youth, I'm going to be completely honest here. This is why I feel I have to go on record in my youth. I I really didn't like either one of these bands at oh, all. Yeah. One okay. of them in particular. Uh, but as I've matured, because I'm very mature. Have you? Have you? Um, you maybe. Have, you, a, have 45, you have 45s you hanging on your wall. How mature <laughs> are you? Gotten old. I don't think it's mature. I think you've just gotten old. 45s on my wall and I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt. But um, I... And you're, drink, well, and you're drinking uh, alcohol. I am. Well, that's a mature thing or an adult thing, at least. All right. You're at Um, home, not driving. I've grown to appreciate the bands more, and I'm looking forward to hearing the songs, hearing the songs and taking a fresh perspective. But I felt like I needed to tell the audience that. There you go. On on the record. On the record. I appreciate that. Uh, Now, before I start, um, I always play a little music uh, just for us to test to make sure you guys can hear the music. You have the 45, I think, hanging up of the song I played. Uh yeah, I'm trying to do this in reverse here, but yes, Why I do. You just Where? turn around, dum dum. Well, <laughs> you could just turn around to so top row to your right, to your right, I believe. Oh yeah, up right there. Yeah, queen. Yeah, I want it all. You. Right there. Very mature. Yes. Yeah, I want it all. Forty-five. He doesn't know how to turn around. 
Well, I. Okay. That doesn't so, show me any maturity, Pat. Not at no, all. Let me that's change not maturity. That's just that's 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 uh, intelligence. It's I'm called gonna, a bad. It's called a bad back. Yeah. Right. I'm going to change your Zoom name to Murray Valariano because oh, that is something no. that Murray would do. <laughs> I would have to tell him. I would be honored. I think if you were to do that. Twelve rounds today, guys. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me uh, let me see. Well, okay, okay. I'm not looking ahead. Okay, let me make also, sure. Who's this... going? By the way, who's going first? I'm going to let our tongue baby go first because it came out in 1991. Okay, but then of you two, of you, I think he meant the players, players. Pat he... or Dave. Who will go yeah. first? Thank you. Um, let's. Uh, how do we do it, uh, Dave? You're the odd, and I'm the even. I, you expect me to remember. Let's have Dave be odd. Okay. The guy fine. doesn't know how to turn around. So that's kind of odd behavior. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Octung Baby released in 1991. Producers are listed as Daniel Lenoir and Brian Eno. Mm. Two heavyweights in producing. Let's Is it, it was Eno always the guy? Why do I why do I associate you two with Jimmy Iovine? Is it a no, label thing? Iovine never never produced, I don't think, any of their stuff. It was okay. the two of them because Iovine also... produced Rattle and Hum. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 And possibly the that live album. Yeah. One that came I out think, after war. I think you're right. Okay. Before that, it was Steve Lillywhite. Who also I think does some production on this one as well on a couple okay. songs. Okay. Did you say so Dink? Did you say dink? No. Who? It sounded like you said dink. I think Dave said dink. I also dink. Yeah. The maturity, the mature thing you said earlier is going out the window fast. (laughs) Why would I say dink? Why would I say that? (laughs) And that's why I'm asking. Okay. All right. Hate you. (laughs) Here we go. It's, it's round one. You two is bringing something called zoo station. Here we go. I don't know how much more I can play. That's that's 90 seconds right there. That was a long intro. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was U2, 1991, opening track from Octung Baby. That was Zoo 
station. Let's move on to REM track one from Automatic for the People. This is Drive. give them an equal amount of listening time. So there you have it. Round one. It's all about fairness. Yeah, that's fair. Round one, Zoo Station versus Drive. Dave Festini, you're the odd guy. How do you score round one? I love this because I really don't have any emotional attachment to either of these albums, right? All the other... All the other matchups that we've done, it's been a difficult thing for me because right. I love this one. I love that one. And it's like trying to pick a, a your favorite child. This one, I can just listen and answer honestly. Um, where is this? Where is Octung Baby on the U2 release? Like, what was the prior release with this? I uh, thought it was, was Rattle and Hum right before this? I can Come tell on. you. Come on. I can Scoops. tell you. It was Rattle and Hum from 1988. But okay. but I will say but Dave if you're the the studio wise was Joshua Tree I think okay yeah Rattle and Hum is like a it, it's like some studio some live it's like yep. a weird kind of it's more yep. of a companion to the documentary okay so this is when you two really started they they really sold out is where is where, <laughs> is where I'm go is where wow. I'm kind of going with this wow I, I mean. Uh, you know, it's a different, you got to admit, it's a different set right off the bat. It's a different, it's, a different, it's different from, yeah, Unforgettable it's out of left field. and yeah. Joshua Tree, for sure, okay. for sure. Um, I really didn't like the, the I mean, the U2 thing wasn't, I mean, we, we listened to 90 seconds, so maybe it's not completely fair. But to me, the R.E.M. song was like a fully fleshed out song, um, and I enjoyed it a lot more, even though I kind of like the electric nature of the u2 song mm-hmm. i felt that the rem song was more of a fleshed out song uh i would give my vote to rem for this one and just to add some more color to it both songs are four minutes and 30 plus seconds so close uh close in length um yeah for me the zoo stations is kind of nonsense a little bit i don't even like know intro yeah i don't know if it's Almost. a great album opener per se i don't know it's uh Never been one of my favorites on that album, whereas Drive just comes right out of the gate and kind of grabs you with that. Yeah. You know, you know where you're headed. 
yeah, vocals are right out front, but you can hear the instrumentation. And uh, yeah, Zoo Station is is definitely something else, something totally different from Drive. But yeah, my vote is for Drive. All right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Dave's writing down. I mean, it's I pretty either, early. We'll find out later. We'll find out. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Round two. This time I will decide, uh, or I'll give my You're comments the even. first on the evens. All right. Ring the bell. Ring the bell and let's get started. You two's going to bring something called Even Better Than the Real Thing. That's about one minute and 10 seconds of that tune. Let's move on to REM automatic for the people produced by Scott lit and REM. And this song track two for automatic for the people is try not to breathe. Here we go. Time-wise, again, the song's very close, uh, even better than the real thing, three minutes and 41 seconds. Try not to breathe, three minutes and 50 seconds. Um, I'm first, so I would say there is a clear-cut winner for me, even though I like both of these songs. Um, I always loved even better than the real thing. I feel like that would have been a much better 
album opener than Zoo Station. And it also would have set the tone of the new U2 for the 90s. Dave Festini? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's address the elephant in the room, okay? Because I, I, I already said it with my first answer. I want to elaborate on it, okay? Because I have an issue with this. Whenever, uh, like, wait, wait an issue of, with what? I have an issue with the idea, uh, with an issue of legendary bands or artists selling out and not really getting called out on it, okay? And I'm, wow. and I'm looking at you, Bruce Springsteen, oh. putting your ass on the cover of Born in the USA, and Good Lord, pulling Courtney Cox out of the audience. Sounds like you're not song. American. And uh, and I'm looking at you, Metallica. There's a reason why that black album sold so many copies. Um, and I'm looking at you, you two. Even better than the real thing is a pop song, plain and simple. Uh, uh, period. Stop. You two was not considered a pop band prior to this. Am I wrong in saying that? Uh-uh. No, they weren't. No, I agree with that. Right. This is a pop song. This might as well be. Uh, what was that? They might as well be the Soup Dragons. you know like which is nothing against the soup dragons but i'm just you know i'm just putting it out there okay on the rem song i'm starting to remember why i don't like (laughs) REM. to me this is like i'm sitting am i on a ship in the middle of the ocean um yeah you're on the ss cranky no, you don't. You're no kidding. So, uh, I like the U2 song much better, but because that's who I am, right? I'm a raw, I'm a pop rock guy, am I not? But I don't feel good about it because I feel like U2 said they this is where they started to like U2 became but became Bono's uh backup band. Like, okay, guys, we're gonna go in an entirely different direction, just get in line behind me. So, again. So- your vote is four. My vote is you two. All right. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you clarified it for us because I really wasn't sure. You're very, you're yeah. very well. I'm sorry yeah. if I. I don't know what was the going. Audience, on. I apologize. I thought your vote was for Metallica. Actually, I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> and I'm looking at you, Rick Springfield, with that new album, Automatic. Oh, come on. Let's not go there, please. Oh, we could though. Don't could. make me. <clears throat> All right, round three. Here we go. U2 is bringing something called, it's a big one, because it's called one. Here we go. Share it, please, you baby. If you 
right. That was one from U2 all over MTV at the time. Big, big hit. They are going to go head to head right now with track three from Automatic for the People. This is The Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Dave Schneier, what is he singing there at the end when I faded it down? What is he saying? It's uh, a good question. I don't know the exact words, surprisingly. Well, it's just ballpark. Come, come, and you try to wake her. Come, and you try to wake her. Call me when. Call Sounds me when like, you try to wake her up. Call me call when me. you try to wake. Okay, all right. Call me I, when you try to wake her up. I guess I did. She fall, did she fall asleep listening to the album? Wow. Up until well, the, she's the sidewinder, and she sleeps in it. <laughs> I'm joking. All joke. right, Festini. Yeah, I'm the odd one. Of those of those two, what do you got? This one's tough. This one's tough for me. I, I I've never been. A, I've never loved one. Um, I know it's like for you two people, it's like amazing. It's like you know, life changing. But uh, I've never loved it. And this this REM song was. It was nice. It was pleasant. I was enjoying it. This is peppy. Not not the dirge of the last one. So this one's tough. But I, if I'm thinking like, what song am I going to want to listen to for the rest of my life? If that were to happen. Yep. I think I'm going with one. Wow. Going you two. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and I agree with Dave Festini. Uh, I love both of these songs, but yeah, one there's some lyrics in one that are just, just get me right in the heart. So I, I have to go with one. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's a song on automatic for the people that would it, have been a better, like, you know what I mean? If something that I, if I had to put another song up against one, but that's not how we do it here, but yeah, no. between these two, which I like both it's, it's one for me also. That's right. what makes this so good. It's the and, matchups of the song, you know, the track the, matchup. The is, interesting it, thing is they're two totally different. De- like yes. one is so serious and one could have easily been on Joshua tree, right? Like you yes. feel like that could have fit very easily on it. Yeah. Whereas they had switched to this sort of new sound on, on Octoon baby, but that one could have been sort of a throwback. And the sidewinder sleeps tonight is as almost as playful as an REM song as you could get. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost shiny, happy people, playful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave Schneier, after three rounds, where are we? Uh, after three rounds, we are uh, four to two. U two has the lead. All right, it's still still early. Anything still early. can happen. <laughs> Round four, Octung Baby is going to hit us with until the end of the world. Until the end of the world is going to go up against track four from Automatic for the People. This one is Everybody Hurts. four is a tough round it is for me is it it? um i mean i know i mean i have a definitive i mean but it's i like i love both of those songs i really do um look if if this would have been everybody hurts against one i would have jumped out the window that would have been super difficult yep but uh for me i i I mean everybody hurts lord everybody hurts is you know it makes me feel the same way one does and the way he sings it is just so heartbreaking from the jump so my vote goes to everybody hurts i mean it's just stellar so um <clears throat> the u2 song we're starting to 
Are we are we starting to aren't we starting to hit a pattern here with the U2 stuff on this album? Like, okay. You mean good song after good song? No. No. Like, Whoa. all right. So all right. So we come up with a cool all right, we got a cool drum beat. Larry, just have a beer. We're we're working this out. We've come up with this cool drum beat and let's drop a little bass in there. And then we'll just have Bono kind of do his sexy mumble thing. And uh, we got a, we got a song. Let's do this, guys. <laughs> Is it, isn't a cool drum beat and drop some bass in there? Isn't that every song? <laughs> <laughs> don't you want your song to be that way? Yeah, don't you yeah, want that? I, I, there's nothing. And a cool vocal? I, I was listening to it. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. If you couldn't rec- if you didn't recognize Bono's voice, would you know? Would, would you be like, yeah, well, this is you too. Or is it every other freaking song that was on the radio back then? Like, I, it, I, it, it did nothing. That U2 song did nothing for me. Wow. So your now, vote is? Well, hold on. All right. I, you, know, you know, I was you were taking shots at me earlier for not being uh, uh, mature. I, this, Those are jokes. Those I, are shots. This R.E.M. song, what, what year did this album come out? 91? Uh, REM is 92, 92. and Octung Baby is 91. Okay, 92. I am a freshman in college in 1992. I hated this song. I was I, I was at the radio station, Dave. You can attest to this. Yep. And you mean that that song comes on immediately, and that ding 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 ding. Oh god. Um, but <laughs> I've grown, oh. and I have matured. Oh. And I don't know if I ever really listened, really listened to the lyrics of that song until tonight, because I was musically, I just, it wasn't my thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't, I won't go, I won't say it's bad, but this is one of the situations where I won't tell you it's bad. I, it's just not my thing. But then listening to the lyrics, very powerful, mm-hmm. an extremely powerful song. Um, and whenever you can make a connection even if you don't like the music if the lyrics can make a connection to a person um that's that's really important so it's for me it's everybody hurts by a million million miles right all right all right so but uh college dave uh didn't know how to feel yet (laughs) college dave was a soulless uh it was about 50 pounds lighter and had no soul it's very true. Yeah. I'm going to attest to that. Yes. <laughs> Dave is my witness. Uh, you guys went to college together. We yes. did. Yes. Roommates. Yes. yes. Really? For all, how many years? How many years? Is it two or three, Dave? Two and a half, three, something uh, like that? Three years. Three years. Three years. We worked at the college radio station together. We were... Yeah. Uh... Simpatico. Mm-hmm. Uh, ex- uh, Dave Schneier, who's messier in the room? Me? Probably me. I don't know. I don't know if either one of us is really all that messy. Plus, we roomed with a guy who used to clean up after all of us. So that's (laughs) always nice. That is true. What was that pussy's name? Oh, come (laughs) on. (laughs) Cleaning up after you. I absolutely won't say it now. I will not let you. Who is this kind gentleman who is? uh, No, it's too late. It's too (laughs) late. You want to hear a funny you story? Stay, you stay in touch with that guy? You want to yes, hear a funny story? Absolutely. Hear, I'm Facebook friends. Yeah. Um, Sounds like Schneider's closer you to him. You want to hear a funny story? Maybe. For yeah, all I know. Yeah. So uh, in college, obviously, um, Tracy Lords, 
the oh, porn God. star oh, my God. comes to campus for what she was speaking what i what the hell was she even speaking on dave was i believe like she runaways? was speaking on it was i thought it was also about the the the, the bad life of pornography it might have been but we were you know horn dog guys in college so you know it's surprising that we even remember what the topic was anyway so after the speech uh, a bunch of a bunch of us dorks from the college radio station down there with a mini disc player and uh no what do you mean at least they not Nair says he, he did not even have a, he doesn't have a man he's not man enough to lie about it i was not even, there i was not there. there was not there yeah all right, fine, whatever. I, it was 30 some odd years ago. I don't remember. So we had her cut some IDs. Okay, so that's you know, cool. That's a good Tracy, idea. Hey, it's Tracy Lords. My, my, you know, we, we listen into this radio station, blah, 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 blah. And the glass that she drank from, which clearly has her lipstick on it, okay, is left up on the podium, right? If you pull that glass out right now, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> I can't because. We one of us will goes up, grabs it. We bring it back to the apartment, and we have it on display on top of our television in the apartment. You know, That's cool. That's the, a college right. thing to do. Okay. Oh, oh, but wait. So this individual who cleans our who was nice enough, our roommate who was nice enough to be cleanly, his family comes to visit one weekend. Okay, and his mother or his grandmother sees the glass Ugh. and just thinks it's dirty. Yeah, it thinks is dirty. It, it it's is dirty. dirty. Right. Oh, it's dirty. <laughs> oh, it's dirty. <laughs> so dirty. Washes the lipstick off. And we came over like, where the hell's the glass? And there it is sitting on the side of the sink. What Drying. nice and you know, clean, like it's on the on the picture on the box on a on a on a dishwasher detergent. Um, and that was it. That that there went the Tracy Lord's glass out gone. That's the cleanest Forever. anything Tracy Lords has touched has ever been. <laughs> anything True. her lipstick was on. Wow. True. Oh, right. we're terrible. People. That is a fun story. I I like it. Did you get did you go to see her speak or did you just go to get the IDs? No, we were there for the speech. We're not complete, you know, assholes. <laughs> All right. I like it. Just a, like a little bit. And the, the college you guys went to? York College of Pennsylvania. All right. And Dave Schneier, your major was? Uh, speech communications with a minor in public relations. All right. And you're using that currently in your adult life? I am. I actually oh. am. Yeah. He is. He really is. Yeah. Dave Festini, what did you uh, get your uh, BA in? Uh, basket weaving. <laughs> no, it was uh, speech communications. That was the in thing. That's what they called it back then. That's what my major was. Right. Exactly. It, was, it was called theater communications at my college. Oh, no, right. no theater. Speech right. communications with a, uh, a radio TV concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I had a minor in Jesus. Get me out of here. That was what my <laughs> mind was in. Christ. Get me out of this fucking place. All right. It's been a while. So Dave Schneier, give us the, uh, the score. Yeah, we are all nodded at four apiece. Nice. Nice. All right. The way we like it. I got to say about REM and U2, this is my favorite uh, configuration of a band where you have you have a singer who might pick up a guitar occasionally, but he's really just the singer. And then you have guitar, bass, and drums. That's all you need. That's what I love. So, The Who, 
Cheap Trick, Queen, all these bands. Uh, round five. Mm, the Queen? He played the piano a lot. Well, I, I mean, but I mean, when you see clips of them, he's usually front and center. Okay. He That's sits fair. down once in a while for sure. Fair. All right. Round five. You two's bringing who's going to ride your wild horses. That song does have Steve Lillywhite helping out on production. And I'm just adding that just for uh, shits and giggles. Uh, <laughs> who's going to ride your wild horses is going to go up against New Orleans. Do you say New Orleans or New Orleans? Uh, I, I tend to I'm say a, New Orleans. Yeah, I, I think I'm a New Orleans, Orleans guy. Too. New Orleans. Okay, then that's yeah. what I'll say. Goes up against REM's New Orleans instrumental number one. Uh oh. This is going to be unfortunate. Right, uh, Dave Vestini, you're the odd man out. What do you got for us for round five? I mean, 
is the R.A.M. thing even a song? I mean, I guess it's a song. I, why do you? I don't. I just don't. Why do you include that? I don't understand it. And sometimes these things escape me. Um, I like the U2 song. Does every one song on this album have to start out with some sort of, you know, like every, every track we get it. Yes. Is Um, that the Brian, is that Brian Eno's influence on that stuff? Is that Lenoir? Who knows? I think it's more Eno. Don't you think with the Roxy music and, and some of the electronic stuff that he did? Yeah. I guess just seems unnecessary, but I like that song. It's a good tune. Certainly beats the hell out of that REM song. I mean, <laughs> uh, this one's a no contest. Uh, and look, the new or- Orleans instrumental number one, it's the worst <laughs> I don't song. Hear I, number, it, I don't want to hear number two. It's I, the, I really... Yeah. This is the worst song I've heard tonight. This is at the bottom for sure. And who's going to, who's going to ride your wild horses? I mean, Right out of the box with you're dangerous because you're honest. What a line. I just love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, man. You left my you left my heart in a vacant lot. I mean, this is it's just I love <laughs> everything about it. I love the lyrics. I love the music. I love the Was chorus. Was Bono's heart ever really left in a vacant lot? I though? don't know. I don't know. Uh, it seems to me he might be the one leaving the hearts. Wow. Yeah. This, I mean, this was a knockout. This was a KO. This one. yeah, yeah, it wasn't even. I a mean, contest. it's not even. Cl- it's not even close. Yeah. That uh, it happens. That instrumental number one. That's a shrug. It makes no sense to me. No. Where it, especially where it is on the album, because it doesn't yeah. lead into. It doesn't come out of something or lead no. into. And I'm not trying to get ahead to the next track, but it just doesn't really fit. So I agree with you guys yeah. on that. I mean, I'm happy it's here so that these albums could go up against each other with. Yeah. 12 songs each. That's but true. Wow. Yeah, Holy, it's a stinker. Holy crap. Yep. P- P-U. <laughs> Indeed. It's a seagull stinker. It's a seagull stinker. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, here we go. We're halfway there after this round. It's round six. You two's bring in So Cruel.
trying to get to the chorus but we're two minutes in so i gotta fade it um so that so that's i'm just telling you that's why we heard so much i'm trying to get to the chorus all right next up going head to head with so cruel is rem with sweetness follows oh no sorry Sorry. Ready and to bury your father and your mother. What did you think when you lost another? I used to wonder why did you bother? Distance from one, one to the other. Listen here, my sister and my. Right. I'm up because it's an even. Uh, here's what I'm going to tell you first up. If you would have said, have you ever heard the U2 song So Cruel? I would have said, nope. And then if you would have said, have you ever heard the REM song Sweetness Follows? <laughs> I would have said, nope. <laughs> Even though I own these albums, I do not know them inside and out the way I know other albums. So this was almost like a first listen for me even though I'm sure I've heard these songs because I've played these albums many times. So right here and now for me, between those two songs, I was really digging on Sweetness Follows. So that one's getting my vote. So cruel was having to listen to these two songs. That's <laughs> well, Hopefully wow. some sweetness will follow. No, woof. I, I, neither one of the, like the, the U2 song again, it just, to me, that song, this one, more than the others at this point, it just reeks of, it's the Bono show. This is like a, it's a Bono solo album, and he just brought the other guys along for the ride. Well, I mean, he is the primary lyricist, and, you know, the singer, you know, is every Aerosmith album a Steven Tyler solo album? Yeah, No, but it's, but I feel like it's such a drastic change in sound that doesn't necessarily spotlight or emphasize the talents of the other band members. Is it, it a sellout like or a is it a progression? Album. It's a 
it, it it's a it's a I can listen, bands change their sounds, right? It happens. But this just feels to me like it's again, it's like the Bono show. It's like, okay, you know, the other the other guys don't it just feels like a Bono solo album to me. It's that drastic of a change. That REM song, Jesus, it couldn't end quick enough. I uh I I I, I oof just no. I didn't it's just totally lesser the two evils here. The 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 U2 song is a little more accessible maybe to me, so I'll I'll throw my vote to you 2 I'm sorry. Wow. If that's you, if, it, if it offends anyone. You are cruel. Thing. You are cruel. <laughs> so, listen, I'm just being honest. All right. Well, that's what we want. Honest. That's what we, we want honest. you to be. I, I want you to be honest with this. Okay. All right. I'm right. just curious, Dave Schneider, which one of those songs do you like better? I, I, I actually, re- I love Sweetness Follows. Yeah. I think the arrange. If you listen to the whole song, if you listen to it the whole way through, look, this whole album is based off of loss and sadness and things like that. It came I out off tell. of. Okay, shut up for a second. <laughs> it came out of so. Out of Time was the previous album, which was a little more upbeat, a little more like they took some chances and some other things with some guest vocals and some other things. This one was much more about loss and sadness and some other things. The arrangement on this song is really good. The instrumentation is excellent. Like musically, it's really, really good. Yes, I get the lyrics are downright like sad as shit, but it's really it's a well-arranged, good song. All right, cool. I'm just curious. I respect your opinion. Thank you. (laughs) I don't yours, but I'm kidding. I respect you know, your vote. Just, Come on. Right. No, I don't Come know on. if you do. I don't, I don't think you're being genuine. <laughs> All right. Just for the three of us, I have to go pee real quick. Oh, for God's sake. You guys by by the way, minutes. there was, I had a technical issue that thought, I thought disconnected me when that Oh happened. no, you were here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Be right back. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, balls. That's I don't nice. know. You know, I'm not sure he edits this out. To be quite honest, he's not. He's not one to edit. He might very true. well listen and put this. Uh, put this up. How close Ow. is his bathroom? Are we going to hear it? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've never been to his home. I. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Okay. I would. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I kind of know. Is he in a basement right now? I don't believe so. No, okay. I think he's in what he calls the rock room. Yeah, but like, but it, but it, I do not believe there is a basement. I don't even okay. know if he has a basement. Okay, no, he has a he has the Fonzie apartment. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? What's uh, what's your drink of choice there? It's the little uh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee honey. Nice, delicious. Yeah. Tasty. All right. I'm back from the P. Excellent. Here we go. All right. Now, guys, here's what I'm going to do. We're halfway through today's event. All right. That's what I call it. I call it an event. The main they call it boxing event. match an event. The main right, event. The main event. So yes. from now on, this is the part of the show, the versus episode, where I'm going to let people know what the next Ooh. fight is going to be. All right. Okay. So here we go. And I want to help. I want to thank. Hector Contreras for nice. helping me with this one because I was trying to figure out what could go up against this album. Dave Fastini, you can tell people what the album is. 
That is Loverboy Get Lucky. Nine tracks on this. Just saw Loverboy this past weekend. And they were great, right? And they were good. Yes. You know, all all original members except for the bassist, who the original one unfortunately passed away. They were great. I love Paul Paul Dean is an underrated guitarist. Mm Mm-hmm. He is. I could have done without the song from the Top Gun soundtrack, but you know, I get it. I know why they're playing it. <laughs> is that heaven in your eyes? Yes. What's wrong with that song? Nah. You hold hands with your lady. And uh, listen, if you're doing a lover boy ballad like that, or although I guess um what's the footloose one? Almost, Almost Paradise. Paradise. That's not well, Lover Boy, so I guess it doesn't count. Yeah. All right. So I could not figure out a good album to go head to head with Get Lucky. Okay. Hector Contreras did Hector. And here's what that album is going to be. Dave Schneier, you can tell the people what it is. Oh, Survivor Vital Signs. <laughs> That's a good one. What do you That's think of that? That nine rounds of some glorious 80s rock and roll. I like it. From these two. All yes. Right. Nice. <laughs> glorious 80s rock and roll. Yeah. Right. What That's year were they? It. What did you say? What year were they? Why am I not seeing? Uh, Loverboy is 1981 and Vital Signs is 1984. So it's in the wheelhouse of each other. Okay. Wow. Vital Signs is 84. I would have thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't. But that's what we're doing. All right, nice. guys. Round seven. We are uh, at the top of side two, I would assume, if this was vinyl. Let's see what we got. You two's bringing the fly. That was the fly. That's going up against uh, REM. And the song is called Monty Got a Raw Deal. <laughs> now, Monty Hall hosted Let's Make a Deal. He did, but yeah. I don't know if that's the that's not the Monty that we're talking about. I don't know is what it? we're talking about. I don't know. Let's find out. Monty Got a Raw maybe Deal. It's Lou, maybe it's Lou Monty. Okay, of, maybe it is. You know? Dominic that's, the donkey fame. 
<laughs> well, everyone got a raw deal when that guy recorded. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, oh. has a welcome ring and heroes don't come easy now nonsense isn't new to me I know my head I know my feet but mischief knocked me in the knees so just let go just The odd man out is Dave Festini. The Fly versus Monty got a raw deal. Yeah, so The Fly, that riff, I feel like that's a recycled riff. Like I've heard it a million times. I think I heard it earlier on this album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's okay. It's poppy. It's all right. Um, and, and, you know, this is a very strange feeling for me because I have to, the thing, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things with REM for me, I don't like Michael Stipe's vocals. I, I, I don't, you know, it's, I, I just kind of feel like with him, it's a love or hate thing with, with, with his delivery and it, the sound of his voice doesn't mean it's bad. Just means it, I, it, I don't like it. So I kind of have to fight through it. Uh, when I listen to these songs, um, because my initial reaction is, wow, it's like mm, nails on a chalkboard. Um, but I, I like the, the REM song is just a better song. It's better struck. There's better structure to it. It's um, it's, there's more meat on the bone there for me. So I'm going REM. Hmm. All right. Before I choose, I want to ask, does mother cover sing any U2 or REM songs live? Uh, we sing, we do a U2 song. We do Desire. All right. Yeah. That's a rockin' tune. You gotta like yes. that one. Yes, we like that one a lot. All right. This uh this is kind of this is this literally could be a coin flip for me. I just I don't know. I just don't know which one I like better, or is there one I like least? <laughs> I really don't I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh so I'm just gonna go with the one that is more familiar to me and that is the fly so that's my reason for picking it i really don't you know i can literally flip a coin you don't want me to flip a coin though no but you know it was a little wishy-washy but hmm. what are you gonna do all right well well then hmm. <laughs> okay they're just so very they're two they're very different they are very different yeah these bands so are very different it's true. It's almost not a fair matchup because of the because of how different they are, especially given the pop nature of this U two album. 
can I, Dave, can had, I just Dave say, doesn't agree. No, no. What I would like to say about this is I appreciate that the matchup is different because I feel like there has been some feedback recently that said we've, we've, we've matched up too many similar things. I think this is a nice mix-up oh. of, of not just only song versus song, but album versus album. I mean, okay. we didn't take the poppiest album from U2 and put it against the poppiest album against R.E.M. These are very different musically and sonically i think so i i like it about i really i that's part of the reason i've been looking forward to this one and yet um you two fans love octung baby and i think rem fans love automatic for the people yes so well what's not to with automatic for the people what's not to love if you're an rem fan because they went in a different direction with out of time that went a poppier route but then they went back a bit they they took a step back well, if that's basic... the case, it would then it would then appeal to yes, those agreed. old REM agreed. fans. Yes, it's, it's surprising to me that U two fans kind of accepted this album the way it, they did because it's such a change. Well, U two fans better brace themselves because the next two things are they just keep going with the experimental stuff. So, oh, and by oh, the boy. way, Monty, by the way, is Montgomery Cliff, okay. the actor. Ah. See, this is why we keep Dave around. Yeah, he knows. Nice. He's the yeah. smart one. He's the smart He's, one. Yes, he does his does his research. Yeah, he wasn't down at the pub interviewing Tracy Lords. He's probably studying. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of speaking at the speaking engagements at the pub. Well, that's where she ends up every night. You know that. Oh, she's completely turned her life around. Is she still with us? Yes. Well, I don't know. I don't follow the career of Tracy Lords. Well, why would she be? You wouldn't, you know, if she was dead. I don't know. I don't, again, I don't follow the career of Tracy Lords. I don't know. Are you looking it up, Dave Schneier? She's 55 years old. Uh, been married three times, uh, has one kid. All right. Real name is Nora Louise Kuzma. I don't follow the career of Ricky Who's... Martin, but when Nancy asked me earlier if he was a <laughs> nice, if Nancy <laughs> asked me earlier if he was alive, I knew to say yes. Who? Ricky Martin. Why would okay. why would Nancy why ask would... you if Ricky Martin was still yeah. alive? Because she just asks me random questions. Did, did no, Vita Loca? Did me Vita yes, Loca come the, on, the on the radio, radio or something? Yeah. Yeah. Living Vita Loca was on the radio. All right. My I still think be, it's I'm... a great. It's such a great song. That it's such a great song. I'll tell you why Nancy asked you that. Why? Because she bangs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That's the only walk, possible I answer. Knew I was walking into it. It was still great. <laughs> oh, when well, I got to see when this is going to drop, so I can say. So let me see. This is going to. Okay, great. All right. If you're listening to this now, since we just talked about living La Vida Loca and she bangs, uh, next week's guest is Desmond Child. What's the connection? Did he write those songs? Yes, yes. Did he really? He those songs, yeah. Guys, written no everything. Idea. Everything. I had no idea, and I almost looked it up because I was like, "Man, that Living La Vida Loca is a hell of a song." Did yep. he actually did Ricky Martin write that? And apparently, I, I think it was a co-write. I think it was a co-write. With Desmond Child, but yeah. So, um, looking forward wow. to talking to him. I haven't recorded yeah. that yet, wow. but that's going to be a good one, I think. Yeah, he's written with just about everybody. I'm going to do something different for that episode. I'm going to I'm going to have a playlist of almost all the Desmond Child co-writes and I'm going to put it on shuffle 
And whatever song comes up, that's what we're going <laughs> to talk about. Nice. And he's, uh, you know, he'll be doing the press junket for this book. So I'm hoping he appreciates that because I don't know what's going to come up. Let's put the X and sex could come up by oh, kiss. God. I mean, My you don't God. know what's going to come up. My lunch. If you're, if you're playing that song, that's what's coming up. Look, Dave loves like a muxel and it makes me want to flex. That's all uh, I'm going to tell you. A muxel. I know I can't talk. <laughs> this is the perfect like format a for a guy who can't talk. Just, Oh God. What did he just uh, see? What? Now it's going to escape me. He was co-wrote something or wrote something that I stumbled upon recently. It was like early. It was, it might've even been like the late seventies. And I was like, wow. Well, he like co-wrote, I was made for loving you. No, it was, it wasn't that though. There's a, there's blurbs in the Desmond child book. You know how they have celebrity blurbs. Right. And songwriter, Diane Warren, it might be the best blurb. I've ever read it's one line and she says Desmond child always a threat wow oh you know right. yeah I love that all right here <laughs> we go round eight you two bringing us mysterious ways mysterious ways that's a big one from you too we're gonna go up against rem track eight something called ignore land ignore land here we go
right. It's an even number, which means I got to go first. I got to tell you, I never, ever thought going into this that a song would beat Mysterious Ways for me because I do love that song. But man, Ignore Land's kind of a hidden gem right now. So I was really enjoying that. So I'm going to go with, in the moment, right now, Ignore Land. Wow. This sucks. Because <laughs> this is by, is easily, of all the REM songs we've heard tonight, this one is the one I've enjoyed the most. And you go and put it up against Mysterious Ways, which yeah. is just, again, what? it's another pop song. I, like I, the the drastic diff. I can't get over it. Clearly, I've brought it up uh, multiple times now tonight. The, the the difference between you know a song like a New Year's Day and Mysterious yeah. Ways. It's a giant a direction change. And is that because uh, that band is so creative and innovative? Or is it because they're just trying to sell more records? It's not easy. Or, to or sell is it because out. they're it's both? It's not easy to sell is it out. Both? And be creative. Is it both? Oh, right. Or is it both? Is it, hey, <clears throat> hey, it never sucks to sell more records. And hey, let's do a, you know, let's have it. It's because it's not like it's a bad song. I mean, it's not blatantly over the top poppy but that's a pop song make no mistake about it i gotta pick between the two it's also so overplayed but we're not supposed to judge on that right damn it i'm gonna go mysterious ways all right all right a tie (laughs) you want a score update yes please uh this is Really close. We are at nine seven right now. Oh, we, we you dropped out a little bit there, Dave. You how dropped about, out. About, sorry, nine seven. You two is in the lead. All right, very close, very close. Pat, when you talk to Desmond Child, yeah, um, you know he's really. You should talk to him about these Kiss songs. These, they're such. It's so deep. Um, uh all night. Uh, let's put the X in sex as you already mentioned. Sure. Um, parentheticals, you make me rock hard. Yeah, you make me and, rock um, hard, baby, all and night. My, and my favorite, love's like bang, a glove, and it fits so tight or so bang, right. Bang, bang, you. I'm gonna That's bang, my, bang, you. Yeah, yeah, bang, bang, you. That one I feel <laughs> such, such, such. It's so subtle that um, you you should dig a little deeper on those tracks. I think. Right. I'll also ask him about living on a prayer. <laughs> I will ask him this because the book is called living on a prayer. So I will ask him out of all the songs he wrote. Why, why was that the one he chose? Well, probably because it's his biggest hit and because I don't know if like, it is his biggest hit. Well, and it also like probably applies to his life, right? He was living on a prayer. Maybe bang, bang, you applies <laughs> to his life. <laughs> I think, I think thong song is much more applicable. Did he write he, the thong song? He's not on here. He's not on here for thong song. Did, Did he, he write the thong song? He is listed as a songwriter on thong song. Ooh, Who was they, that? Maybe they sampled a song. Cisco. What was this? Cisco. Crazy. Yeah, I don't have that. 
Uh, songwriters Desmond Child and Draco Rosa received songwriting credits because of their the of Drake, the Draco interpolation or, or Draco, whatever. Uh, <laughs> a part of their composition, "Live in La Vida Loca." So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So nice. And also, "Shake Your Bonbon." Another one. <laughs> wow, it's a good one. All, all right, round nine. You two's bringing trying to throw your arms around the world. to get ready for REM with Star Me Kitten. How do you say it? Star Me Kitten? Or do you say it's Star Me Kitten? I don't know. Let's find You're out. asking the guy who just said Draco a couple of minutes <laughs> ago. <laughs> up the lyrics as it was playing apparently in the chorus he says fuck me kitten yeah so oh. that's why it's called star me kitten so i guess mm. it wouldn't get pinged for bad lyrics so uh, uh wow okay um, 
David, you're up first on this one. Yeah, certainly, certainly was an exciting track. <laughs> um, I don't like either of these songs. Right? It's the it's the old cup of piss or a shit sandwich. <laughs> uh, well, I like and, one uh, of them more than the other for sure. I mean, if I if I'm going to listen to one uh, over over the other, it's going to be that U2 song again. We're back with this REM with the. Um, yeah that was that was a rough that was that rem song is rough yeah uh well yeah. i'd rather hear the instrumental than stormy yeah, i'd rather go down to new orleans Jeez. um all right yeah it's a it's you too i i, yeah. I got it i have to choose so you too yeah i i it's you too for me i actually do like the the u2 song but <laughs> I, I did not like that fuck me Fuck me, kitten. Jesus. Not good. That's a rough one. It is a rough one. All right. Let's let's move on as quickly as possible from that horse shit. <laughs> All right. There's 12 rounds. We're on round 10. U2's bringing ultraviolet parenthetical light my way. More sound effects. It's a slow build, Dave. Sorry. Hold an intro. It's lighting their way. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like checking out. No kidding. <laughs> gets going there mm. yeah all right rem <laughs> man on the moon it start it just starts right out Yeah. 
Again, round 10, Ultraviolet, Light My Way versus Man on the Moon. I don't even have to think for a second. It's Man on the Moon. 100%. I like yeah. the other song too, but mm. head to head, it's Man on the Moon. There's so much fun in that. I didn't even want to fade it down. Wanted to play it till the end. Love it. Yeah, you get another long, weird intro from you 2 and then and it starts to pick up, and I was like, hey, okay. A little, a little better and then it just really never went anywhere yeah. for me it was yeah. just kind of eh. uh man on the moon again not necessarily a song that i'm throwing on a playlist but um it's very i mean good just a solid well structured tells a great story um i'd i'd like it very much just for its i i don't know Again, like it, 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 it's it, it's one of those situations where I can easily say, "Hey, that's a great song." I don't necessarily, it's not a not a song I'd listen to a lot, but it's a great song. I'm not a shallow human being, <laughs> guys. Nobody's saying you are. Okay. Well, earlier I had no soul, so. Well, that was in college. You had no soul yeah. in college. I've grown up. Nancy's okay. made me a better man. All right. Uh, give us a score, Dave Schneier. REM trying to get back into the game here. It's 11 to 9, you two in the lead with two songs to go. All right. By the way, the REM album one. is called Automatic for the People. The new Rick Springfield album oh, is yeah. Automatic, and it's not written for any people. It's for no people. It's... Right, Dave? Have you gone back and tried to listen again? No, you know why? Because I know that my $50 vinyl is going to show up in the beginning of October and I'll spin it again and maybe this time it'll be different. Mm, okay. <laughs> Do you guys know, by the way, where the, the, the album title Automatic for the People comes from? I, I, do, I do know, but you uh, you tell everybody. I got a feeling I'm about to. Yeah. So there is cool. a uh, there's there's a place in Athens, Georgia, a restaurant called Weaver D's Delicious Fine Foods. And everything, the slogan that was used instead of you're welcome is automatic for the people. And they took it. They're from Athens, Georgia, by the way, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. I still don't understand the phrase. Go to hell. God. I, oh, my God. I, I'm, <laughs> Go I don't know. What does that mean? It's, it's what it, Hey, here's your order. It's automatic for the people. Yeah. Okay, still doesn't make any sense. And you put it in a sentence. Pat, this makes sense. Have you ever said that in your entire life? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, every day. Not, no, other than when you're saying the name of this album. Every look, day. it's look, 
if if you were in Athens, Georgia, and you went to this restaurant all the time, and that was their catchphrase, it's their catchphrase. But it doesn't make any people. damn sense. What does that mean? I also don't say pizza, pizza, and pan, pan. But I mean, <laughs> pizza, pizza was because they give you two pizzas. So it was pizza, pizza. There, I explained it for you. Our I food is automatic for the people. Our food is automatic for people. What does that mean? I, I walk in and it just suddenly my order is made and, and I didn't have to tell anybody. It's automatic. Where's, I don't, what the, does it where's mean? the fun Dave Festini tonight? Where'd that guy go? <laughs> Bitter, angry. I just want you to make sense of it for me. What the Bitter. hell does that mean? This guy just crawled out of a, a glass of booze. Oh, come turned on. Turned his Zoom room on. I just wanted to make sense. I don't okay. get it. Okay. All right. If everyone else gets it, then good. Good. If good. there was a if there was a restaurant where instead of saying you're welcome, they said success hasn't spoiled me yet, you'd be all in on it. Because it makes sense. You, sir, look like a working class dog. You deserve I, food. I, I I work like a dog because dogs work. Dogs <laughs> dogs are lazy. Well, okay. What's your dog doing right now? The dishes? He's <laughs> probably snoring up a storm upstairs. Exactly. He worked hard all day. I think Rick Springfield let dog. his dog write those new songs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he put him in. He, that dog's been in a room uh, with a typewriter for 30 years. And now finally, <laughs> woof, woof. What a dog. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, here we go. Round 11. This will be the final round in which Dave Festini has first say. Let's find Ooh. out what happens. U2 is bringing something called Acrobat. Of course. Jazzy symbols. Just get to the song already.
Acrobat is going head to head. Both songs are just one word. Acrobat <laughs> going up against night swimming. That's one word. It's written as one word. Oh. Night swimming deserves a quiet night. The photograph on the dashboard taken years ago. Turned around backwards so the windshield shows every street light reveals a picture. so much clearer I forgot my shirt at the water's edge the moon is low tonight night swimming deserves a quiet All right, Dave Festini, is it acrobat? Are you going to do some night swimming? I want to hear night swimming sung by someone other than Michael Stipe. Because his voice is so polarizing, dude. I I just, I like the song. Musically, I like that song, but his voice, it's just like, oh, good God. Uh, Anthony Anthony Kiedis or... (laughs) Michael Stipe, who has a more polarizing okay. voice? All right. Oh, who, who was? Uh, I, oof. Probably Stipe. Sorry. Hmm. I don't think he just necessarily has a bad. Well, maybe he does. Who the hell oh, knows? Yeah, you know what? He probably does suck. Any look. Anyway. Okay, so okay, we got another long intro. Surprise. Um, and then it was kind of like. Hey, Larry, grab your sticks, buddy. We're going to throw you a bone. Um, another, another, just, it's a road to nowhere with, with, with the, with Acrobat for me. I like this R.E.M. song. I love, I love it musically. I'd love to hear it sung by somebody else. It doesn't sound like Michael Stipe. All right. So your vote is for R.E.M. All right. And I am also all in on the night swimming. And I do nice. not I do not mind the vocal on that song. But listen, it's I not think it works. I think it works. I think it works for the song. Does it? Yeah. I think it does. There is there is a there is a painfulness. There is a there is yeah. a earnestness in it. Look, you roll your eyes and nobody will see it when they listen to this. But the fact is, when his voice even cracks a little bit, it adds that much more meaning to it. And whether he meant to do that or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm guessing he meant it. He might have been feeling it. This is in my top five of all-time R.E.M. songs, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty great. I I love this song so much. I, yeah, I, I, the guy can carry a tune, clearly. (laughs) Not in your handbag. Not in your... it's not in your just, backpack. I just hate the tone of his voice. I just hate his voice. Okay. 
I mean, it's, I, it's not that he can't sing. He can sing. I just don't like his voice. It annoys me. It's whiny. You know, just don't like it. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yet you voted for the song. I did because I think it's a much better the matchup. It wins the matchup for sure, and I think it's a it's a great song. I just okay. can't. You never had a song that you thought would great was great, and you were like, God, this vocalist is the worst. Every Red Hot Chili Pepper song ever. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Here's there you go. Here's some statistics. Automatic for the people went platinum in the USA. It was in the top five in every country. Number one in the UK. Number two in the states. Octung Baby went eight times platinum in the U.S. It was pretty much almost number one across the board, except for one, two, three, four. Country. I mean, it was, but it was in the top five everywhere too. The album and, and number one in most places. So they succeeded. So they succeeded. They succeeded. All right, the last round. Both songs have a three-word title. U2 is going to give us Love is Blindness. Let's go. Facing off against track 12 on Automatic for the People. This is Find the River. Here we go. I thought 
Okay, there we go. Both albums close out with some slower tracks. Yeah, these bands really need to close out. You know how to close out an album, don't they? Wow. (laughs) They did not work with Desmond Child. (laughs) This album closes out with something called We Are Eternal. I think that's one of the ones that I actually didn't hate. All right. Yeah, it it doesn't say anything about her thighs were dripping, so maybe that's oh, a good one. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I digress. Uh, I'm back. All right, uh, between those two songs for me, I uh, I really dig. Um, find me. Um, sorry, find the river. Of those two, my vote goes to REM's "Find the River." I uh, I like it much better than love is blindness doesn't mean i hate love is blindness but um yeah i really dig the lyrics on this one the ocean is the river's goal i I just like it yeah that's the one for me yeah i if i gotta pick between the two uh i too i'm gonna go um rem you know the u2 song just again doesn't it doesn't connect with me you know I, i i kind of you know i'm not I already said earlier, like I'm not, I wasn't all that familiar with Octung Baby. I knew some of the songs, the hits, some of the album tracks. This last one, I didn't really know. I kind of expected it to end more on a more up tempo number. Yeah. Um, with this REM song, it's, a, I think it's an example of, you know, I know I just went on a rant about Stipe's voice. It's this song, it's a little, like maybe it's like a little softer take it's not a does he dial it back a little bit he thought maybe he dials it back a little bit it's not quite as offensive to my ear <laughs> okay um but yeah you know I, again I, I don't know if i'm adding it to adding it to any playlists but um i enjoyed i enjoyed the rem song so my vote is for rem okay can, can i throw a couple things in here before i get final tallies if you don't mind sure absolutely sure, this sure. is why you're here scoops find, take it away. Find, find the river is a really nice closing track on this i feel like it sort of puts a little it's the period at the end of the whole paragraph of like it just soothingly flows into the end of this whole album it's a really great song it's as i said night swimming's in top five find the river may be top 10 for me of rem songs of all time and and i love a lot of their stuff, right? It is such a really well-written. And again, the, 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 the underrated MVP of REM is Mike Mills, the bass player because of his backing vocals and his, his work on the arrangements. He's sort of the John Paul Jones of REM in that he does a lot of really great arrangements and he plays a hell of a bass, plays the piano, plays the keyboard stuff as well. And backing vocal wise is spectacular. So 
kudos to him on that. Love is Blindness is a really great song, but if you want to hear the best version of it, there's a there's a, a jazz singer called Cassandra Wilson. Her, she does a fantastic version of it. It's it's dark. It, it's darker than this. So Dave, just understand that it does it have just, a really long intro. No, not as much. Okay, so you, you like might it. enjoy it, but it's she does a fantastic version of it, better than the actual original version. So unfortunately, the, that version better is than not the real on this thing? record. No, it is not. Uh, I made a pun and you, you talked over me. God oh, I'm sorry, it. Dave. You want to reset? Go ahead, go ahead again. I said, is it even better than the real thing? See oh, what I did? That's yeah. funny. That's yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Funny the second time. We've got a winner. We do have a winner? We have a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, it's got to be close, though. Yeah. Of course uh, final votes, 13 to 11. Automatic for the people has come wow. out. Wow. 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 And how did the votes break down? Well, first of all, the last three songs were all REM. Wow. So that's six votes. It was 11 to seven going into the last three songs. That's how these episodes go sometimes. So how many times, how many, I'm curious, because I thought going, I thought going into this, that I was, I would lean towards you too, simply because of the nature of the the poppy yeah, nature of the album. Because your, your attitude would tell me otherwise. <laughs> you can ask, listen, Dave knows me really well. I, I have, sp- I have spat vitriol about REM over the years that I'm not proud of. Um, but you I made was, them, yeah. did you make them break up? <laughs> they stopped recording because of you. There's a tune or two along the way that I like, I love the song, the finest hour that one i love all right um but finest, yeah i've had finest work songs by the oh, way i'm sorry the finest work songs. i apologize isn't that the course of finest hour though yes yes okay well that's why i got confused and i'm an idiot so uh yeah i i i've never had anything nice to say about rem so the fact that i would i think uh had more votes for them than you too is all right well, Dave, you had six votes for U2 and six votes for R.E.M. So wow. You hate them equally. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Pat, you, you had seven, vote, seven votes for R.E.M., five for U2, Pat. Wow. That's amazing. And and Dave Schneier, how did it, when you listened early in the week. Oh, I think we know talents. how that went, Pat. He's it been actually, slobbering was, uh, over uh, R.E.M. all night. Seven, five, R.E.M. That's close. Really? All right. Close that was what I thought. that was the same as me, right? Yes. All right. Well, maybe a we lot, got a, third, a, a different third voice in thought. here next time. And there were there were tracks that like like for example, try not to breathe. I had voted that one over whatever the U2 second track was. You guys didn't like try not to breathe. You went with the other one. Like it broke down a little differently, but for the most part, it's cross board. Last three songs by REM, I love. I I feel like it finishes strong with Men on the Moon. Yeah. Night swimming and, and find the river. So I thought for sure you would have been all REM all the time. What like like 10 to 2? I don't know. Mike Mills is an underrated bassist. <laughs> How dare you? And he plays How? the keyboard. How dare you? You're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, at least they don't go in the studio with a dog lyrics and a drum machine. Oh, you know what, man? <laughs> Uh, Dave Schneider, what is your all-time favorite REM album? Well, uh, let me tell you. It's a little ditty. First of all. 
first of all, when did you become a British gentleman? Yeah. I don't like, know. He's not I James Whipton. No You're like living it's in the countryside as a British man <laughs> with a like a heavy sweater, sitting with a it's with a booze. dog next to you who does nothing except it's write the, lyrics. It's, it's the booze. Um, uh, Life's Rich Pageant is my favorite uh, REM album of all time. And, and your favorite U2 album of all time? Um, probably Joshua Tree. I, it maybe it's a cop out, but I love Joshua Tree. No, don't say it. that's not that's not fair. Don't say it's a, don't don't it's not a cop out. Don't ever say it's a cop out, and don't ever no. Say just it's because it might pleasure. be it's their most popular album okay. doesn't make it a cop out. And it, I eight. will say it's not because of the that's not necessarily because of the the popular tracks. Right, exactly on the album. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and push comes to shove, you can only uh, like one of these bands. One you can hear for the rest of your life, and one Ooh. you have to stop listening to. Ooh. It's REM in a in a easily. All right. I would put discography against discography. I would take REM's over U2's any day of the week, actually. And I think REM has more albums anyway, too, don't they? Well, I'll throw a couple in the sea on when I'm on my desert <laughs> island. <laughs> I'll melt a few down to make glasses. All right. I mean, I now with a Coke bottle. <laughs> Sometimes when we do this, we know we know the listening audience is is gonna yell at us. I, I don't know if they'll how they'll feel about this one. Oh, I'm sure they're not gonna be happy with me. They never was, no. no. Well, that's not completely true, but I, I will say know. this. Um I don't think either one of these albums is a ten out of ten. Agreed. Well, certainly don't ask me. I'm not the person to ask there. <laughs> you had but, but, earlier tonight but i i will say this as far as a solid i feel that the rem album is a more even tempered uh uh work right it's, it's not as it's schizophrenic more, as the, as as octung baby might be is that just, what you're kind of getting just, at right it's 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 solid it's complete it's a more complete work i think than than Octung Baby. So do you think that's partially because the band as a whole worked on it rather than your point of it being a Bono solo sure. with the band backing him? And not, not to say that the guys be. didn't help write the songs. I'm not saying that The Edge and Larry Mullen Jr. and what's his name, the bass player. Uh, <laughs> Adam Clayton. Thank Adam you. Clayton. Who, by the but way, he... he is without a doubt the John Paul Jones of YouTube. <laughs> Let me tell you uh, something about uh, Adam Clayton. My good, man, you, my good man. Let me speak. Working with two British guys all of a sudden. Good Lord. No, but I do think you're on to something, Dave, that it was a more collaborative effort um, where I just kind of feel like at this point it becomes Bono's backup band. And they and, and Arian went back to just basically the four of them after Out of Time, which had like KRS-One was on a song. Kate Pearson from the B-52s was on a song. Like they they brought in a few more people rather than just being the four of them. Yes. All right. Well, this was a fun one as always. Absolutely. Thank you, boys. Let everyone know where you're at on social media. At D Festini on Twitter. All right. Schneier, where can find the you? Comments. How about your uh, blog? Yeah, please, please praise me on Twitter. All you want. Uh, throw some shit towards Dave and praise me. It's at Dave Schneier. Wow. It's Dave's mixtape. Uh, I just Shameless. posted a ton of new music uh, did. that you should check out. So, um, We are at Rock Solid Show. You can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. And you can support the show 
at patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. I look forward to the 80s uh, matchup of Kentucky versus Vital Signs. Uh, That's going to be a fun one. Let's get that on the book soon because I like doing these. Indeed. Yeah, that's going to be all right. And with that, since REM is victorious, the playout song tonight will be something that relates to this album, uh, Man on the Moon style. Let's hear a little thing called The Great Beyond. Stars fall silent from your eyes. All the sights that I have seen. I can't. Talk of time, talk is fine. I don't want to stay around. Why can't we pantomime? Just close our eyes and sleep sweet dreams. Me and you with wings on our feet. These are seventh graders. Yes. They're the worst. That's like one of the worst grades, I think. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I, don't, I don't necessarily agree, but. Well, right. well, it's a whole other, it's a whole other topic. If you can get them under control, I'd rather have that than like a second, a first or second grader who doesn't have the ability to control themselves. Hmm. 
right? I can't control myself now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I was some type of an asshole in all those grades. For sure. There's a grade A asshole. Yeah. Uh, This fucking kid. Oh, it's that Francis kid, or not that Dodson kid again. Yeah. 